Hey, what's up, you guys? My name is Kelly Hine, and for the last few years, I have been recovering from something uh, kind of annoying, kind of usual in this day and age. Um, I've come to notice that a lot of people kind of get into these relationships where they feel stuck. And a lot of the times that has to do with themselves. So when people break up with each other and they say, it's not you, it's me, that's typically true, especially when it comes to something just as toxic as um, pretty much any relationship that ends up being super toxic is because of your own insecurities. And <laughs> well, I would just like to start a podcast where I kind of you know, just talk through that with people and um, we kind of get to the bottom of what exactly is going on in your head and what you can do to help fix that. Um, Today I'm just going to be talking about my own experience um, and I'm going to just get down and and dirty with you. Um, I have been in and out of relationships where I have been hit where I have been in situations that I should have never been in. I've had ice water thrown in my face. I've had doors being completely destroyed next to me. Um, I've had a boyfriend crash his car into a tree after I found out he was cheating on me. Um, (laughs) I've been through some crazy stuff, stuff that people should not have to deal with, especially when they're only 26 years old. So. (laughs) I have done a lot of learning and I've done a lot of things that a lot of people don't necessarily have to go through or they only go through once and they learn their lessons. So here I am, 152 lessons later, not necessarily 152, I'm just throwing out a number, but I have a lot of lessons that I would love to share with you guys and really just kind of work through it myself. So we're all on this healing journey and we all need to realize that everything's okay and you have to kind of give yourself a little bit of grace and that is one thing that has been so impactful in the last couple of months for me is just realizing that word grace i mean it is so powerful and it's not necessarily me being religious it's just me giving myself the opportunity to heal and the opportunity to do whatever makes me happy. If I wanna sit on the couch and play video games for a week and a half, that's cool. If I want to establish myself as a podcaster, that's cool too. But you have to realize that every stage in life, it's, it all comes at a reason. And right now I think that podcasting will put me in a place that I could never I could never be a year ago. That girl a year ago was struggling so much. She just needed friends and she needed to be surrounded by people all the time, which is why she became a workaholic and she worked 12 hours a day, 7 days a week and she you know found herself in just a pit, a pit, just a crazy crazy pit. But now I feel like I'm I'm starting to calm down a lot and I'm feeling the residual effects and I'm feeling the exhaustion that my body is going through and it's hitting me pretty hard. But, you know, 
it's all a learning experience and I want to learn through knowing other people, through knowing their struggles, through, through knowing what grace that they've shown themselves. We are all struggling. No matter who you are, we all have a little bit of struggle in our life. Whether it's money, whether it's relationships, whether it's family matters, we all go through something. And if you're lucky enough to be that person that has a perfect life, I promise you, you may find yourself in a situation that you don't understand and that you you need help with and that's what I'm here for I'm here to talk through things with anybody anybody who wants to be a part of this anybody who feels like sharing anybody who feels like just letting go of something and giving yourself a little bit of grace once we admit that we have a problem as they say in AA we can start to heal and that's always step one it's just admitting to yourself that there's an issue, that there is something going on inside of you that is raging, that needs some sort of attention. And we have to start with you. Everything starts with you. Everything. All right, so to start this off, I'm gonna kind of run through a little bit of my background. Um, I was born in Aurora, Colorado. I was raised by um, a mom who did drugs and just she wasn't a good mother. Um, and I was raised by a workaholic dad, um, which caused me to become the mom in the situation. And I, I tried my hardest to be the best I could be, but I also found myself in a lot of um, crazy situations as a kid and I did whatever I wanted and I worked however many hours that I could as a teenager just to you know be able to pay my car insurance and things weren't easy they were definitely not easy but I made it I definitely made it through um, and I made it out the other side pretty strong it doesn't mean it didn't leave a lot of residual because it did and, and I'm still working through that because everything comes from childhood. We, when you're in a dysfunctional home, you end up having to raise yourself. And that little kid kind of gets stuck at an age where you have to parent yourself. You have to you have to do a lot of inner child work, um, which is a lot of what I'm discovering is going to be the most difficult part about growing, is me, uh, me personally, I, I am probably stuck around 15, 14 maybe. Um, that's where I kind of see myself. I, I had a really hard time in high school, even though a lot of people liked me, I just, I never felt like I fit in and I didn't even, I came home to not fitting in. I was at school, I just wasn't fitting in and, and I always doubted myself and I, I never allowed myself to achieve my full potential because I was always so emotional about everything. I mean, I cried so often and it was because I really needed the attention of my parents and my parents were just not willing to give that to me. They just didn't have the time for it. 
and my mom was so wrapped up in getting her weed and getting whatever else she needed that I never had a mom. I still don't. Every time I see her, it's just me and her fighting and, and I know that at some point we're going to have to achieve that peace and that peace doesn't come easily. <laughs> Especially when you're from a dysfunctional home, it just doesn't come naturally or easily. Um, me and my dad, we, we have a pretty good relationship. Um, he's not very easy to talk to. He's, he's definitely different. Um, <laughs> I, I love him very much and he's worked very hard to keep the family a family, but he has put himself into a situation with my mother um, that he could easily get out of, but he continues to stay. Um, now that my mom has a stable job, they've moved into a much larger house and all my dad has done his entire life is basically remodel the house every hour of every day so that way he doesn't have to deal with her. Um, but anyways, after I got out of the house, I started working at Red Robin and, and uh, I had a bunch of friends there. We had such a blast together and I've, I still didn't feel like I felt or I fit in and that has another reason to do with you know being home. Um, joined the military about a year after I moved out of the house and um, I was in the Navy for five years. After five years I ended up getting pretty sick around year three and a half. Um, I was diagnosed with a disease called achalasia where my esophagus muscles um, no longer worked and my lower esophageal sphincter uh, was tightening up and it was getting very difficult for me to um, swallow. So I started choking on food, I was coughing up lamb chops and I was regurgitating pretty much anything regardless of how soft or how hard it was and it was pretty disgusting <laughs> to say the least. So after that I, um, I told my husband, um, yes, I ended up getting married about, ooh, let's see, December 28th of 2015. Um, before I got out of the military, I got out in 2017. And this person made my life a living hell. Everything was a fight. The first two months were great. And after the first two months, we got married. <laughs> so fast marriage, um, I was definitely like still looking for some place to fit in. And I know I skipped a lot of years, but you guys are gonna hear more about this um, in the coming months, uh, the coming years, hopefully. But I got married after two months and I went on deployment. Well, I got married after two months. I had surgery, a hellermyotomy, and then I was sent on deployment all within like a six month period. I got out of to deployment and I still wasn't feeling great and I, I had to have another surgery when I came home. I ended up having the POEM procedure um, by Dr. Nieto in Jacksonville, Florida, um, which has, has helped me quite a bit. Um, I still 
I still have problems eating and I still end up regurgitating food, but there's no cure for achalasia. And I don't think there's going to be one anytime soon because there's no spotlight on the disease. So maybe we can also kind of tailor this podcast towards that as well. Um, I had a really rough deployment because my ex-husband was calling me constantly, um, berating me, getting mad that I wasn't putting sunscreen over my um, my scars. Like, I, I don't even know. He was upset that my scars were going to get darker because I wasn't putting sunscreen on them. I don't know, some weird, some very weird things were going through his head at the time. He was cheating on me and I told him, after he told me he didn't want to have kids with me, I was like, okay, that's it. Like, you and I are done. I'm not dealing with this. I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> I can't do this because I want children. I don't know if I want children anymore, but I definitely wanted kids at the time. Um, so we ended up separating, and I was seeing other people. I was gone, which realistically means that I was just having sex and not happy. <laughs> There was no way that I was happy in anything that I was doing. I was putting myself into situations I never should have been in. Never, ever should have been in. And I didn't have anybody there to support me. I didn't have any friends. The one girl that I was friends with, um, I don't even remember why she's mad at me, but she's still mad at me to this day, even though I apologized. Um, oh, she started hanging out with some other chick, which you know, has happened to me quite a few times in my life. Um, and we just like ended up not being friends anymore. Like her and I didn't get along, her and her friend, even though we were all three friends at some point, um, we just didn't get along. And, and I asked her to be my roommate. She didn't want to move in with me. And I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm never living with a girl again after that. But um, anyways, I didn't have anybody while I was deployed. and. And I felt super sad all the time. I, I mean, I cried myself to sleep so many times I can't even count. The only thing that made me happy was going to work, um, but I couldn't work because my esophagus wasn't working and, and they kept putting me on watch. So I was on watch overnight. Nobody was around me. I was super depressed, I was super, super sad all the time. And the only thing I, I, that was keeping me sane was going to the gym. I found solace in that. I found so much solace in the gym. The only thing that, you know, kept me going was going to the gym. 